Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Bleed podcast. As always, I'll be your moderator, ticked off Corey Tickner. Tonight, we are missing our friend, please believe me, Jake Hernandez. His Roomba has gone missing. It's a four-wheel drive Roomba, and he's been searching for weeks. His phone's off. I'm not sure what he's doing. Either way, I am joined by Minuteman Tanner Bledsoe, back from the mountains, back from the bear hike and hunt. And my good friend, Jose the Goose, Gooseman. Uh, tonight, we got uh, uh, some UFC. We were deprived last week. Sorry for not posting a pod last week, um, but we figured the only thing we could have talked about was the Ultimate Fighter, which had one fight, and I don't know if you watched it, but kind of boring. Anyways, we've got seven fights on this week's main event, and we're going to hop right into it. Uh, first fight on the main card is Tom Breeze, 29 years old, versus Antonio Arroyo, versus, uh, 31 years old. Um, this should be an interesting fight. Both of them coming off of losses, I think. Uh, Minute Man, you got some more stats on that? Yeah, Breeze is coming off a loss, and Arroyo or Arroyo, I don't know if he's Brazilian or not. Uh, he's coming off a two-loss skid. Um, Breeze, Breeze is 12-3, and Arroyo's uh, 9-4. and four. So Breeze lands uh, a lot more, but he also gets hit more. Um, so Breeze has 70% takedown defense, so I think this will likely stay on the feet. And I think if it does, then Breeze will get this win. I agree. I think it's going to be on the feet. Jose the Goose, who do you think? Same. Tom Breeze. Uh, I would say decision for sure. All right. Well, that's weird because I chose Tom Breeze also, but not really for any reason. I think it's just because he reminds me of like all the other Breezes out there that are athletic. And I'm just like, with that last name, please – follow through my man um but honestly neither of these guys seem like top competitors tom breeze has lost to uh sean stickland who's not bad but i mean he's not like top 10 material at that weight class and then um antonio Arroyo has beaten andre muniz in 2019 which is a long time ago so again he's kind of been inactive i think so this is kind of a toss-up. I don't know what the betting line is, but Tom Breeze, that's who I got. We all three got him, so maybe bet on that, homie. Breeze Next fight. Pretty, Breeze is a pretty big favorite. Is he really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, next fight, we got Dusko uh, Todorovic versus Gregory the Robocop Rodriguez. Um, Dusko is 27. Gregory is 29. Minute man, what are we looking at? Todorovic is ten and one. Rodriguez is nine and three. Um, Todorovic lost his last. He got uh, either KO'd or TKO'd. Um, TKO. Yeah, Rodriguez has won his last two, but this is actually his first fight in the UFC. So last year in 2020, Rodriguez was on the Contender Series, Dana White Contender Series show, and got uh, finished. But oh, that's a good fact. I don't yeah. think uh, Todorovic actually became came to the UFC from that show. So 
kind of interesting, but mm. I don't think this will be on the ground much either. Um, neither one of these guys have many submission wins. And I think if it's on the feet, I think Todorovich wins. So I'm going with Todorovich. Interesting choice. I actually have Robocop. Uh, just because uh, Todorovich got KO'd last time, and I think that really threw him off on the level of the UFC. Um, so now he's been in there and he's been rattled by like the people he's going to be facing against and the level of competition that the matchmakers are giving him. So they definitely, I mean, I like Todorovic. I think he has really good striking. He got KO'd by that last guy. I think he was winning the round though, if I remember the fight correctly. And then, um, but still Gregory's from Brazil and that just tells me he probably knows jujitsu if we got to go yeah. there. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I'm going RoboCop on this one. Um, they're both really young and athletic, 29, 27. So I'm going RoboCop. Jose, who do we got? Same. Uh, I'm going with Gregory Rodriguez. I think he gets it uh, by decision. I think uh, who, whoever said that if you get hit, you get uh, knocked out, kind of rattles you a little bit. I think that's absolutely true. Um, so I'm going to go with Gregory. I don't really understand why why people never want to go for the new person or the or you know someone who hasn't fought the names yet, but they have to eventually. That's part of it. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, so I'll go with Gregory. Yes. Yeah, so both it's... these guys are well. Yeah, I think both these guys are tough. They're both foreign. They're you know I think both of them are fighting for survival. So this is a big fight for both of them. Uh, that Rodriguez actually has four wins by submission, so almost half of his wins are by submission. Right. And then I think Todorovic is definitely a kickboxer, like a yeah. karate type of guy. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, it could be some fireworks uh, finish either way. But moving right along, that's two fights in. Guys, we still have four to go. Let's go. Anyways, we got uh, – um, Santiago Gentebao Ponzanebo uh, versus uh, Miguel Beiza uh, Caramel Thunder. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Caramel Thunder is undefeated in the UFC, and this guy is well fucking rounded. We got KOs, TKOs, and triangle chokes up in that bitch. Not just... Not just uh, um, um, rear naked. We got triangle chokes up in that bitch. And then, uh, oh, this is a tough fight. He's beaten fucking Mike Perry, Gunnar Nelson, and Neil Magny. He's KO'd Neil Magny, first of all, which is extremely impressive. Gunnar Nelson, Mike Perry, I think, I can't remember what the outcome with that is, but he has submission wins on his belt, too. He's older. He's 34. He's fought in the UFC. He knows what it takes to fucking be the champion. Miguel's just thinking this shit is easy. He is undefeated. He just is beating the shit out of pretty much everyone he's ever fought. So, um, and he's 28. He's young. He's our age. So yeah. we got 28 versus 34 veteran. Jose, what do you think? I got Santiago Pantaniba, whatever his name is. Uh, I don't know. I think he's, he's really good. I think he'll get it by knockout because he just hits weird. He does like this weird range thing. Um, but also he is just coming off laws. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, 
Yeah. Santiago. Santiago. I feel like they, yeah, I mean, you're right. The fact that he's TKO'd, I can't remember if it's KO or TKO'd, Neil Mag. He's weird. I think it was a knockout. Yeah. But it, it was back in January. So he's taking... a master of going to decision. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. But he fights so weird and then he plays around. So there might also be a uh, uh, a scenario where he gets hit. He gets uh, hit while he's talking. So. Caramel we'll Thunder. Well, I think his jujitsu is high level. Um, I don't know. Tanner might have some more to talk about this. But he seems confident in there. Really confident. And so peaceful until. I don't know why that came up. It was just a random advertisement on the stats page that I was uh, looking at. All right. Uh, so, Ponzi. <laughs> Man, that was the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, it just came out of nowhere. I couldn't tell where that was coming from. <laughs> That was super creepy. <laughs> um, so Baeza lands more strikes. His striking accuracy is better, and he absorbs less than old Ponzi scheme. But uh, Ponzi has never uh, attempted a submission in the UFC, it says. He, he's got submission wins, but that was pre-UFC. Oh. Yeah. And so um, – Interesting. I, I'm picking Baeza. I think he has uh, more ways to win this fight. Uh, what is it? Carmel Thunder? Yeah. So my main reasoning is Caramel, Caramel, Carmel, Tomato, Tomato. Um, so Ponzinibbio fought in 2018, Neil Magny, and then he won that, then came back 2021, January, and lost. That's a long uh, little two, three years span there to not go for a fight and then just come back. Kind of to a nobody. I can't remember his name. It's like Jiang Lei. Jing Jiang Lei, uh, I think. Or I, Jing Lei. I mean, I don't know who that is. I haven't really seen him fight. So I don't think that's someone you want to lose to. No. And I think that the UFC is kind of trying to build up this Baeza guy because he's – I watched some of his fights. He's pretty legit, but Ponzinibbio has – young. Yeah, 28. So – Yeah. I agree. I'm with you, Tanner. Miguel Beza. I mean, he's just, I think he's, his jujitsu is good enough to where he's like, I want to strike. And then if I know I'm going to lose at that, I'm just going to beat you at this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, you know how that goes with fighters that have that confidence in a certain area. They're just like, well, I'm going to win regardless. It's just, I might beat you at your own game too. Yeah. yeah. So going Caramel Thunder. Jose, you're an idiot. Next, we've got uh, Roman. Delize, the Caucasian, I didn't make that up, uh, <laughs> versus Loreno uh, Strapoli, El Matador. Um, so this is a bit of a race war, <laughs> but neither of them are American, so we're out of it. We're neutral, folks. Anyways, I don't know. Well, maybe not all our viewers are American, but regardless. Um, Roman is 32. Loreno is 28, um, pretty similar in age. Tanner, you got some stats on these bad boys? Yeah, Delice is 8-1. Staropoli, Stripoli is 9-3. Stripoli lost his last two. Delice lost his last one. So Delice spent three years as a professional goalkeeper in soccer before training MMA. Oh, 
And Star of Poli or whatever was a cop <laughs> previous to MMA. Oh. But, uh, Star Poli lands a lot, but he gets hit like he gets hit more than he lands. Um, and Delite definitely, in my opinion, has better grappling. I guess we'll see how it plays out. Um, so I'm going with Delice, but um, that Loreno trains with um, Charles Oliveira, so maybe uh, he taught him some tricks. Who does? Uh, the Loreno Starpoli or Stropoli? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Do you think that's why his hair is dyed blonde too for this fight? Is it? Is that the thing? Yeah. Uh, probably. I think their whole camp did it. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyways, with that said, Jose, who we got? Start of 40. Um, I was watching uh, fights for both these people, just pretty much just their highlights. Um, they're not the greatest. Um, <laughs> but Loriano has a really awkward style, and he throws a lot of uh, front kicks and, and teeps. Um, and then he switches stances a lot, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping on that. That just throws off uh, Roman, who seems to be a little bit just more standard and plops forward. I like it. Um, yeah, Stropoli, I guess, has beaten Tiago Alves back in the day. But also, you got to remember, Tiago Alves isn't on steroids anymore. So That's true. So <laughs> everybody. Did it count? I don't know. But the Caucasian has lost to Trevin Giles. That's his most recent, and that's his uh, mostly recent fight. And Trevin Giles is not great. Like, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. that. So, uh, but still, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to fall Tanner. I think the Caucasian gets this. I think he's just more well-rounded, and I think it's probably going to just weather the storm. Unless... Tanner's right, and Charles Oliveira has made his entire team fucking shit tons better, which is possible, which is yeah. entirely possible. No. But um, and they're both and both my picks: Ponzaniva, Ponzanibio, Ponzababo, and uh -huh. Uh -huh. and uh, Starpoli, Argentinian. So there we go. I saw the trend. I was like, "Yep, let's go for it." That happens like that. I mean, you saw the Chinese people lose at once. First of all, China's yeah. been doing really bad lately. Like, and UFC's been giving them all the chances in the world. You know what I mean? They're like, bring out everyone you got. They're just like, this guy just graduated from their top class. Fuck it. He, he loses to like a binge drinking Brazilian, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, uh, what was the one last or two weeks ago? The Yi or whatever, Lee or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a pretty bad one. There's no yeah. doubt. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, dude. She fucking Cookie Monster broke her head open. Yeah, that was. I was shocked. I was shocked at that. I completely called that wrong. Like, oh, a... her wrestling's yeah. getting good. I just, uh, I'm just not a fan of her, and and because of that, like it biases me so much that I can't ever pick her. Anytime she fights, I'm like, yep, I don't care who it is. I'm picking the opposite person. Well, dude, I think she's a problem. Like, she's figured out this crucifix position. She's just like, why yeah. didn't I do this all along? Like, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Here. Anyways, all right. We got two heavyweights. Um, Co-main event, main event. First one, we got Walt, the big ticket Harris, versus uh, Marcin 
Tiber Tibera. His nickname is Tiber. I assume that means something and whatever he's from. Uh, Tibera is 35. Walt Harris is 37. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my pick right off the bat. Tibera is on a four-fight win streak. He's beaten Ben Rothwell, who is still pretty good at that fucking weight class. I think Tibera just walks through this, man. Easy peasy. Same. Jose, yeah, you got the same. Yeah, same. Uh, Tibera is going to win this pretty easily, I think. Um, it, oh, most like so with heavyweights, there's always that potential for knockout, but it'll most likely go decision. Um, I think Walt Harris has had a a tough time, and I and I get it, but I, I don't think he's going to get this. It's not going to be. It's not going to be good. Well, an interesting fact too is Tibera has been KO'd by Sakai, who we will come <laughs> to in the main event. Um, but then Walt Harris has been KO'd by Overeem, which is or he didn't get KO'd. No, he did get KO. Yeah. Not great. Not great. <laughs> Tanner, who do we got? Yeah, so this is actually like a, I bet a decent amount on this one. Um, so you got Harris who's lost. Already? We're like four days out. I know. Harris who, who's lost his last two. Tybra who's won his last four. Walt has 13 wins and they're all by KO, TKO. So he's not balanced. And uh, I just think uh, I was looking at the stats and every stat Tybura was better, even on the standup than Walt and uh, Walt's definitely past his prime. So I think it's an easy kind of easy pick here. And the the Vegas line isn't too bad. Tybura is a favorite, but minus 170. So, Mm -hmm. Well, this could have very easily been Tybura could have very easily been in this main event. Uh, also, yeah, uh, kind of feel bad for him not being. But anyways, moving right along, we'll go right into the main event. We got uh, Rinzo Rosenstrike, the big boy, that's big his nickname, boy. versus Augusto Sakai. Um, both these guys, tough. Uh, Rosenstrike's a big kickboxer. Sakai is like a big athlete, I think. Um, Rosenstrike has lost to Overeem and Francis Naganu. So the yeah. champion and Overeem, which kind of sucks they lost to Overeem. But he's also beaten, they both have beaten Andre Olofsky and uh, Chase Sherman, I think. Um, so, but in the flip side, he's gotten he's been KO'd by Overeem and so has Augusto Sakai also KO'd by Overeem. So a lot of like Overeem gatekeeping action involved in this main card. Um, Tanner, what do you think? So Rosenstrike is 33-11-2 and his last fight was super boring versus Cyril Gaon. Sakai is 30-15-2 coming off of the loss to Alistair Overeem. So Sakai lands more than Rosenstrike, but he gets hit more too. Um, this is like a tough one. I don't think this fight will see much action on the ground. No, not at all. But I think it's like I pick Rosenstrike, but I think even if Sakai wins, it's like these guys are like right around top five, but like they won't go any higher. I fucked up too. Uh, Rosenstrike has KO'd O'Ring. He didn't get KO'd by O'Ring. 
Oh, really? He owed over him, Augusto. Got oh, yeah, it was like last second of the fight. I remember that now. That was my, that was my stat there. Anyway. But it's whoever wins this fight is like, I guess, like top five, top ten. I would say so. No, I would say so. It's but, them and then Gane, you know. I think it's it, still up. Like, none of these guys will beat, you know, the well, top. Well, then I also Tybura. Like, I think if Sakai loses, like, Tybura has to fight Sakai again or – I mean, he's up there too. Like, there's a couple kind of younger guys. Tyburo's 35, so not really. I mean, that's the biggest problem. We've been talking about this. That's the biggest problem with the heavyweights. They can't find any young heavyweights to fucking come yeah. up. You know, they don't build them like they used to anymore. They're all old, which is fine. Like, they can be 30, 35 to be champion, but fuck, it just means they're going to become champion and then leave, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just because millennials are soft. Yeah. yeah, it's because it's because there's not enough protein in the, in the meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Jose, who do we got on this one? Or did you? Even uh, choose yeah, I chose uh, Biggie Boy Rosenstrike. Yeah, Jose, who do we got? I got Sakai uh, or Sukai. Um, I think he gets it. I think Rosenstrike got a little bit damaged by the the fight with Gane. Um, and then that recent knocked the fuck out by, by, uh, Nuganu. I think that's all going to get to him. Um, and Sakai's going to take it. Um, I think it'll be a close fight, but I think Sakai takes it. Okay. I'm actually, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with Tanner. I think big boy takes it. I think the fact that he's only lost to, um, you know, like Nuganu and Gane, um, is, pretty impressive and then he's ko'd freaking overeem arlowski and dos santos um so he's got it and he has so many fights under his belt and kickboxing um so he's got the experience and augusto i think is like i said i think he's just a really big athlete that someone got involved in mma and he only has like i can't remember how many fights like 10 and so but was was, was no i think uh, augusto's got more fights than that uh but keep in mind Rosenstruck knocked out a very aged and withered Overeem, who's probably not on steroids anymore. Um, and it took him all five rounds and it, like four seconds left to knock him out. Yeah. Okay, with that same logic, that same Overeem knocked out TKO. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. But I'm just saying you can't put that much on that Overeem victory, but you got me there. That logic, yeah. I don't know. I'm I think uh, Sakai gets it. No, I um, think Big Boy takes it home. I but just, still, like Tanner said, to his point, I don't think this changes much in the heavyweight no, division. No. Dude, Nagan is so fucking powerful. I can't get over how hard that guy is. Well, who's top five? Let's pull up top five right now in the heavyweight. I got, I, I got you. I'll look it up. It's going to be Francis, probably Stipe, Derek Lewis. Um, you think Larry, uh, Derek Lewis is gonna uh, do well against Nugano this time? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think Nugano's just gonna bum rush the shit out of him. But you also never know because uh, Lewis might just catch him with one. Yeah, that's all. Either one of them need. Uh, so Francis, then Stipe, Derek Lewis, Cyril Gone, Curtis Blades, Vol- Volkov. And then Rosenstrike six, 
Sakai is nine. Yeah, I mean, like, where do they go from this? He's going to get beat quick. He's because he's, I mean, the game plan to beat him is already there. It's Kane Velasquez already made it. It's just you have to have enough fucking stamina as a heavyweight to put him against the fence the entire five rounds. Against who? Against Naganu. Oh, yeah. If you can do that against Naganu, if you have enough stamina to put him against the fence for all five rounds, you're going to win. That's the end yeah. of the fight. But it's you're gonna to have to have that amount of stamina though. And that's where Stipe failed. He thought he could he could kind of stand and spar with the guy and do that occasionally. No. You gotta yeah. take the Cain Velasquez strategy. It's the entire fucking time, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but good luck controlling that monster. And that's yeah. the problem. Like you have to have a lot of stamina, bro. You would have to have a lot of stamina. You would have to have uh K Velasquez level stamina, Brock Lesnar level strength, and <laughs> some kind of like striking ability. I mean, K Velasquez in his prime would have done it easy. You yeah, did it. I agree. Because like I the guy, whenever he was in his prime, uh coming out of fucking wrestling two-time national champion, he was unbeatable because he had such a fucking work ethic that was just uncomparable. It's like the Khabib type of work ethic. It's just... And that's how that's how he lost is his body broke. It wasn't him. It wasn't his mentality. It was his body started breaking because you can't go for that long, which I've told y'all forever about Khabib. That's why I appreciate him stopping because that would have been how he ended his career is just... He would have kept and going until his body broke and he lost. Yeah. And what's the point of that, you know? Um, I just want to say if Jake's listening to this. Uh, nope, don't even mention him in this podcast. We're not talking about him. He's no, searching for his uh, room still. Somewhere. I just want to give a shout out to him because last week he went 0 for 5 on his picks. So I hope he's listening to this to this point and he hears this. <laughs> oh, wow. He did pretty good last week. We're getting closer for sure. Our whole thing. I think we're yeah. getting closer. When are we going to show the stats? End of the year. Dude, I can't wait that long. I don't got that kind of patience. So you're going to learn today. Yeah, that's to be the end of the year. Who were the top five in heavyweight, though? It is. Uh, so we got Derek Lewis, Curtis Bladis, and then. Bladis? What's Bladis? Is that not how you say it? Blades. No. no, it isn't. I thought it was Bladis. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Blades. There's no way that it's like that. I promise. Listen Shut to Jake. You don't know. You don't even know how to speak English. Shut up. I don't think you want to argue this one. And then it's Cyril Gane <laughs> as number five. What are you looking at? Uh, the heavyweight stats. Gane is number five. No, 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 Gane, G-A-N-E, the okay. French guy. No, it's Stipe, Derek Lewis, Cyril Gane, Curtis Blades, Volkov. Unless they changed it while I'm looking. No, I, I don't know them. I then know Volkov, I think, is set to fight Gane, right? I hope. That would be actually really good. I'd that's right. I think that's set. I, I think I saw that on Instagram. Maybe that's false. That's, that would, that's one that needs to happen, though. Volkov is getting a lot better. Or he's always been really good. It's just he gets in range with those Derek Lewises who fucking just put him out all the way, you know. But his striking is way better than a lot of those fighters at the heavyweight. Yeah, they are. June 26th. 
Yeah, him and Gane. Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be a good one, bro. I uh, I'm excited for next week. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, that's gonna be a good fight, dude. Yeah. I just don't. Know. I think Fig's gonna put him out. I'm gonna put money on him. Take TKO and. Dude, Moreno's got a hellacious chin, though. Yeah, but he was he was sick. Big was sick. <laughs> yeah. He had COVID cough. It's pre. It was pre pre COVID. I looked up the odds because I was gonna bet on Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. I was gonna bet for Leon, and uh, he's a minus four fifty favorite. Leon is. Why would Leon even take that fight? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know because they both sound like retards when they talk. Probably. Do do you think Dana was like, "Hey, if you don't take this fight, like you're out, dude. Like, like you're out." I think he actually wants to fight because all last year he was out. inactive. Well, let's yeah. talk about – yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Yair versus Holloway matchup that's been um, talked about. What's the point of Holloway? I don't think that's good for either of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it'll be good for Yair. If Yair wins that, it's going to well, be good really for Yair if he wins, but fuck. Do you want to fight Max Holloway after he just beat the living shit out of Cater? And, like, his yeah. style is Cater's style. Like, he's basically Cater. Yeah. Like, how are you going to beat – what is – we haven't learned how to beat him. <laughs> no, that's a. I think that's a nightmare matchup for Yair. Yeah, yeah I nightmare. I think he just. I don't even think there's a way he can win that, dude. Like no. Way. How did Yair come back in and he's number three now? What? Uh-huh. Or maybe his strategy is going to be his typical. Uh, he's going to get injured halfway through, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do that." Yeah, he's gonna pull out, and then yeah. Dana's gonna be like, "Yeah, dude, you're out. Like, you're out. You're out of the UFC." He's like, "Dude, what the fuck, dude? That's crazy." Dude. I'm thinking about it. What if he does just pull out? He's like, "Yeah, I'm sick. I can't fight." I mean, there's nothing Dana can do. I'm sure their contracts say like, if an injury happens, there's nothing he can do. You can't fire someone for being injured. That's I'm pretty sure against the law everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be surprised. What do you think happens if Max Holloway and Brian Ortega fight again? Do you think Ortega just dies this time? Or <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Max's striking has gotten really good, and his takedown defense is really good. So he's <laughs> yeah. I think the way – And Brian Ortega has zero takedowns. Zero, zero, zero takedowns. Yeah. Well, it's who did he lose to? He lost to Volkov. I think, yeah, the way to beat him is just with striking, which is hard to fucking do. But Volkov found a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, he I took think the hardest route and debatably won it twice, but yeah, that's a tough, tough matchup. Um, I just know I'm a huge Yair fan, but dude, fuck that. Holloway's going to beat the trash out of this man. Yeah, I agree. That's rough. Well, what happens after that? You think they're going to let him fight uh, Volkanovski again? No, Ortega already has it, bro. It's ultimate. But after that, you th- do you really think Ortega's gonna beat Volkanovski? Like I'm looking past that. No, probably not. But I don't know. Who knows? He's creative, and that's this is the first guy Volkanovski's fought that's like a really creative fighter and not just like basic. So we'll see. Possible. I just I don't see Brian Brian winning. Uh, he's really only got uh, the submissions. He's got he's got knockout power. We know that, right? So he's got knockout power. He's got submissions. The knockout power isn't really a reliable knockout, right? Um, 
Well, his knockouts, like I said, they're creative knockouts. Like they're like, like they're spinning elbows, that type of shit. And then, dude, he's the first one to ever f- knock out Frankie Edgar. That is impressive. An old ass Frankie Edgar. How old is Frankie now? Yeah, but still, he'd never been knocked out ever in his entire career. And then after he gets knocked out by Ortega, he finally gets knocked out two more times. I mean, it shows you that he did something. I don't know, man. I'm looking up the Vegas odds for Volkanovski Ortega. It's actually a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Ortega is good. I'm not saying he's not good. I just don't think he's Holloway or Volkanovski good. No. Very biased because Max Holloway beat the shit out of him last time, and I, and I can't get past that. Do you think that if Ortega and Max fought again, that Ortega would win? No, absolutely not. He can't, he can't take anybody down. The only thing he can do is like defend it a little bit and, and get something off of that. He will never initiate the takedown. That's what he does. Well, it's just like I said, dude. I think the only way to beat Max is to fucking outstrike him and. After that last performance, I would be terrified. Like, fuck yeah. that. I don't want to go in there and strike with that guy. Well, I think your the- game plan going in is to take him down. Like, someone needs to figure out how to do that because if you're going to strike with him, he's going to beat you. His jab is too good. He probably has the best jab in the UFC. How many punches landed in that Ortega versus Holloway fight? Dude, he holds the record. It, no, him versus Cater is the record. Cater, it's like yeah. 200 and something. And then it was like a hundred and something significant strikes. Like it's unreal. I'm looking up um, versus landed. So I don't think. I don't know though. I don't know. Yair and Zabit. Those are two that have not been in the mix of those top guys though. Like, and I appreciate them giving them a shot. You know what I mean? Because they just keep fighting with each other. And so yeah, so- let's throw one of them in. So the total strikes landed would be Max Holloway. Wait, is that total in all their fights? No, he broke the record versus Ortega, right? Um, Holloway landed 290 significant strikes during the four-round contest, it says. Um, 134 significant strikes in the fourth round alone. That's the most in one round. But that's all before... Um, he fought Cater. So Cater, it says he broke eight individual UFC records against Cater. Hey, with that though, no, just keep giving the facts. But I have a tangent to go on. Significant strikes landed four hundred and forty-five. Significant strikes attempts seven forty-four. Distance strikes landed. 439 significant head strikes landed 274 significant body strikes landed 117 significant strike landed in a single round 141 total strikes landed 447 total strikes landed attempted 746 that's all for the cater fight that's crazy that's insane, dude. Like that. Dude, you were really putting an octopus in that in that, that ring. That output is so hard to compete against, dude. Like seven hundred strikes in twenty five minutes. Well, I was gonna crazy. say too is like it's his jab, dude. I I rewatched the Cater fight and like it's his just by round three, Cater is so his nose is so fucked up that he just doesn't want to yeah. be jabbed. You know what I mean? Like he's over it, and so like he will move, he'll flinch out of any like practice jab and. 
that that's the end of the fight. And so sure enough, also a great example was Rob Font versus um, Cody Garbrandt just two weekends ago. An excellent fight because he did the same thing. He pieced him up, jabbed him the entire fight. And anytime Cody got against the fence trying to do his rope-a-dope, he just moved it back to the center. He's like, I'm just going to keep jabbing you to the back of the fucking fence. And he did it. And by the round three, dude, Cody was out. That was the end of the fight. He was so – he didn't want to be jabbed anymore. He was over it. He that was jab so over it. was really nice. Dude, who do you think? Me, like the jabs on the cub-up in the UFC. Like no one wants that. You don't want to get punched in the nose, especially on a five-round fight. It's so useful because by third round, if you've got 100 fucking jabs landed, they're going to be like, fuck this, dude. Yeah. At the end of that fight, Font said he had the best jab in the UFC. What would happen if one of them, if either Font went up a weight class or Holloway went up a, a weight class? And it was just a jab fight, just straight jabs every single time. I mean, I'm not going to lie, he – because Cody Garbrandt has really good boxing, and he was landing that shit over and over, and that's impressive, yeah. dude. That's hard to do. Rob Font has definitely good jab. But then you've got Max Holloway, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Max is the definition of uh, punches and bunches. I think Max lands more in that fight, um, and Max has better uh, head movement. All right, we'll talk about Max more in the next podcast. All right. All right. Very nice uh, talking to you all. Hopefully you join us next week. Thank you, and goodbye. Bye. Yeah.